Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. We get an opportunity to revisit some of the great conversations and guests that we've had recently on JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. We're going to start with our conversation courtesy of the Jewish National Fund with Yoel Rosby, who is um, the liaison for uh, Ammunition Hill in Jerusalem as we approach the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. My conversation recently with Yoel Rosby here on JM Rewind. Well, Yoel Rosby is with us live via telephone all the way from Israel. I am looking forward to this conversation. Yoel Rosby is the Jewish National Fund Ammunition Hill Liaison. Now that is a cool title. I wish I was the Ammunition Hill Liaison, frankly. And everyone out there, not everyone, but uh, more and more people are getting to know the fact that we are heading toward a very significant anniversary. In May, it's going to be the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. And uh, I hope, as much as we encourage people all the time to turn our attention, our collective attention toward Israel and toward the city of Jerusalem, I hope this 50th anniversary celebration is going to increase that even more and more. Yoel Rosby, shalom, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, nice to be here. We, we, we missed that. I'm sorry, Shalom, nice to speak with you. <laughs> it's great. I'm, stand, I'm uh, sitting right here in a sunny Jerusalem. It's a beautiful uh, upper 60s here. No, you're one lucky man, to say the least. Um, <laughs> t- t- give us first, give us first, because there are people in the audience not familiar with it, give us first a, a, a short overview of the significance of Ammunition Hill when it comes to the history of the modern state of Israel and the eventual reunification of Jerusalem 50 years ago. And then we'll talk a little bit more about what's happening over the last couple of years and uh, what things are like today. First, tell us why it is such a significant location. Oh, pleasure, Nachum. First of all, it's great to be here. I love being on the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You know, uh, it's a simple simple fact. Fifty years ago, the city of Jerusalem, that we all go to do our bar mitzvah at the Kotel, and we walk through, and we get coffee in Mamilla Mall, everything we love, we enjoy, the beauty of a free Jerusalem, 50 years ago today was impossible. You would have walked those streets that you walk today, you would have gotten shot, chased. It was a split city, the Jordanians controlled half the IDF, the Israelis, controlled the other half, and that was the situation. What happened was, in the Six-Day War, there was full-fledged war up north, down south, war everywhere. Jerusalem was supposed to be an international city. It also, the Jordanians started war there as well. Now, in a panic, we sent paratroopers. We were trying to protect the city. It was a battle of survival. And we start the Battle of Ammunition Hill. It was the controlling ground about a mile due north of the old city of Jerusalem, we took it because it was the high ground. It was the fiercest battle those paratroopers had ever seen. And from a battle of survival, we finished the Battle of Ammunition Hill within the Six-Day War 50 years ago, June 1967, and we realized suddenly we don't need to be on the defense. Maybe we can reach the old city of Jerusalem, something no one had imagined we would even be able to do. Decades it hasn't been in our control. A Jewish hand hasn't touched that wall in years. And we figured maybe if we can win Ammunition Hill, we can win the battle for Jerusalem and reunify the city 24, year, 24 hours after the Battle of Ammunition Hill in June of 1967. The famous three words, a nation yearned for, waited for, cried for, 
still cry about today if we truly understand the meaning Harabait Biadenu, the Temple Mount is in our hands. That's Ammunition Hill 50 years ago. It tipped those scales that we didn't believe could be tipped at the time. And today, it serves as a symbol of what a free Jerusalem should look like, what a reunified Jerusalem should look like. It teaches values to hundreds of thousands of, years of kids and, and tourists and Israelis and IDF soldiers every year what the values of Jerusalem, what the battle for Jerusalem was, was and what we can learn for it for the future. Yoel Rosby is with us live via telephone, JNF um, Ammunition Hill Liaison. Uh, before we get to what has been done very recently at Ammunition Hill, because we know that when people visit for the 50th, they're going to be part of something spectacular. Uh, what has been the condition of the area over the last 50 years? Has it been maintained? Has it always been regarded and treated as a historic site? How would you describe over these decades the way Ammunition Hill has sat there in the middle of Jerusalem? You know, uh, Nachum, it's an interesting question because in the early 70s it was declared a site, a memorial site. You know, about uh, 20 years later, they said, let's plow it down, build buildings, we'll put up a monument. Ten years ago, the site even closed. The site even closed, it ran out of funds, and that's when the JNF said, this is enough. We can't just have uh, something that people see, you know, uh, by the way, we're going to turn it into something that's worth seeing. Uh, you know, not just build buildings, but also talk about what needs to be talked about, what the next, uh, the next generation needs to hear. And that's when the JNF got involved. Ten years ago, they said, okay, let's do something different. And we started talking about the values of life and of honor and of camaraderie, things that the next generation do need to hear. And we try to convey it in a way they could possibly comprehend and understand it. So built the theater and a new movie that talks about the soldiers and what they did and why they did it, not just the battle story. We restored the battleground. We built a commemoration hall. JNF, step-by-step step, over the last five years since the 45th anniversary, has been gearing up to this May, where we're opening the brand-new museum, taking it from a site that was, by the way, that a tour guide took you on a Friday if he had nothing better to do, <laughs> to a site that is must-see, a must-see in Jerusalem. Hundreds of thousands are pouring in every year. We couldn't be more proud at such a great investment of making in Jerusalem. It's an interesting way that you, I, I like the way you put that. It was an afterthought for many and now it's going to be one of the that's going to be one of the central places that people visit, especially uh, during this significant year. Yoel Rosby is with us, speaking to us from Israel. Ammunition Hill is our focus. I mean, I, I know this is overstating the obvious, but when you when when JNF started at forty five, right, meaning five years ago, it, it was always with this date in mind. I mean, you you've said it, but I just want people to realize it's a five year project that that always was targeting May of twenty seventeen, right? Right. Well, 10 years ago, the Jewish National Fund started getting involved and started picking up a slack where a little bit the government was lacking. But then in five years, we became a real, uh, a real stakeholder there on the board. We became part of the site and real partners. And then at the 45, we all sat down around the table and said, okay, what are we doing for the 50th? And that's when the plan was launched. Every dollar that the JNF is putting into Ammunition Hill is being matched by the Israeli government. It is an Israeli historic landmark that is teaching the next education of everybody and anybody that wants to come what it means to be a part of a free Jerusalem, and that's why we're a part of it. You know, 10 years ago, 70,000 annual visitors. Last year, Nachum, I kid you not, 354,000 people walked through the gates of Ammunition Hill. Wow. And it's because we can't forget something because, as you said, it's by the way. We have to turn it into something that is a real contender. 
and what it means to be educated about Jerusalem. Yeah, a lot, lot more people than if there were just a bit of plaque there, huh? You'd have to assume. <laughs> you can say that again. Um, Yoel Rosby's with us. 50th anniversary of Jerusalem's reunification is coming up, of course, in May. It's May 24th, everybody. Uh, so JNF has a bunch of options. You're doing missions um, th- for your president society. You're doing a mission for young leadership. You're doing actually an interfaith mission. I mean, you really you have a, a, a lot of different options for people who want to travel with you and be part of this uh, uh, whole uh, major celebration coming up in May. You know, uh, we started thinking about it and figured out that the, the, a free, liberated Jerusalem is for everyone. Why not create something specific for anybody that would like to travel with us? As, as you said, we have the interfaith mission, Jews, non-Jews alike, seeing various sites, seeing how Israel is, is a, a, the only democracy in the Middle East, and we want to keep it that way and how everybody is accepted. We have our president's mission for, for true benefactors that always believed in us, that always were with us, and they're going to be a part of this historic moment. Young leadership, which, which uh, on air, I'm willing to say it, one of the most important tracks we have because getting and engaging the next generation of what we're doing, what we're all so passionate about, is the name of the game. And we have the Spirit of Israel track that's coming along, the you know, JNF 101, I like to call it. You know, you see all the musty sites in Israel, but we try to give a little bit more of a perspective, also the operation, what's going on behind the scenes. Why is it the way we see it today? Not just to tourists, but rather learning about what Israel is really about and what the JNF work in Israel really has an impact on. And everything you mentioned, obviously, is happening in the second half of May. Um, uh, all of them have the same start date. Some have different ending dates. Information they can contact anybody out there. All of our listeners can contact eight seven seven JNF Tour eight seven seven JNF Tour is a email address. Travel at JNF dot org. Travel at JNF dot org. And of course, on the website JNF dot org slash travel. JNF dot org slash travel. And this is in addition. I always like pointing out. Obviously, we're trying to get everybody to go and made to Israel. But I always love pointing out that JNF has such a list. Of of um, of tours to Israel, one called Classroom Israel in April, one called the Culinary Wine and Music Tour in June, a Law and Justice Tour in November, and there's so many others. Everyone can go to that website, jnf.org/travel, and check out all the different offerings. You know, Yoel, uh, we've been speaking a lot about our own involvement in in uh, uh, in the 50th anniversary, the reunification of Jerusalem, and, and everything that's going to be happening in May. I am getting the feeling here in the diaspora. That, that as much as we've pushed missions and pushed anniversaries and pushed significant you know, times for people to be in Jerusalem and in Israel, I'm getting the feeling that this time around there's tremendous regret among those who think they can't make it and tremendous joy for those who've been able to put this on their calendar. Are you getting the feeling from Jews around the world that there is this focus on Jerusalem 50 that there's never been before? You know, I'll take it even a step back for a second. I, I myself, you hear my English, I sound like an American. It's because I am. And, and I moved 18 years ago from Chicago. Me and my brothers, we all served in the IDF together. My whole family is here, so I feel both sides of each coin. And I couldn't feel more lucky, even as an Israeli, but also understanding the, the, the mind of a Jew that lives outside of Israel, how special this moment is going to be. 50 years to a free Jerusalem is a symbol to the world of what the most disputed square mile on the face of this earth, other known as the old city, can look like if we let it free, live and let live. Now, at Ammunition Hill, 
We are having, on May 24th, the national ceremony. There's 3,000 seats. There's already over 9,000 people requesting those seats, not including <laughs> the prime minister, the prime minister, the president, the chief of staff, the mayor of Jerusalem that are going to be in attendance there. And all the JNF tracks are going to have a VIP seat there because, and the one reason is, is because all along the way, JNF has always believed in Jerusalem, has always believed in Ammunition Hill, and has always been calling and chanting this. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. There's no other way to put it. It's once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. If you can, you should come, because wow. you're, you're going to remember this for the rest of your life. It, it, it's it, going to be a moment you can't miss. I, I'm so glad you just described it, and, and it came out the way it did, because uh, the, the numbers really do bear it out. Uh, there's a certain amount of room at Ammunition Hill, and a certain, <laughs> certain amount of room in Yerushalayim. It would be incredible if there would be an overflow crowd, literally, uh, you know, making Jewish history uh, with an overflow crowd in the uh, in the holy city of Jerusalem, something that our ancestors, our predecessors, from just a few decades back would never, ever have believed. And those of you out there in our audience who are not uh, from the age group where where Jerusalem was, reunifi- was reunified, uh, you know, during your lifetime, and there are a lot of people in our audience like that, obviously it's 50 years after all, uh, you have to understand what it's like uh, to live without a city of Jerusalem being unified and without uh, Israeli control over the majority of the holy city. It's really, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a point that we, we have to try to get across to the next generation, and, uh, and I, I think this celebration is going to help do that, frankly. Uh, yo, you know, Nachum, I'll tell you, go ahead. I'm sorry, if we have 10 seconds for one more thing. Sure. I want to say right here on air, you should all hear, that one of the most special things that we're arranging for this mission coming up, all four tracks, is on Yom Yerushalayim, on Jerusalem Day, at the ceremony and the 50th anniversary, we're arranging a meeting with the Jerusalem Liberators, the Liberators of Jerusalem, the paratroopers that were at the hotel for the first time in decades that touched those stones and cried the tears that we all were waiting to cry for a long time. We're going to arrange a meeting between all the mission participants and these Jerusalem liberators. I can tell you that in 10 years from now, we're going to have that opportunity to make this meet happen. Mm, It's a point in history that people, I just invite you, be a part of with us. We couldn't be happier to have you with us. Yoel, excellent point. Everybody should try to take advantage if possible and be there on the 50th. Uh, information about the JNF trips, it's jnf.org slash travel, 877-563-8687. Yoel Rosby, he's the JNF uh, Ammunition Hill liaison. We look forward to seeing you in the holy city, Yoel. Tadaraba. Tadaraba. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. That was my conversation with Yoel Rosby of JNF, Ammunition Hill Liaison, as we approach the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. On a recent live lunch, uh, Miriam L. Wallach and I were um, uh, co-hosting the show, and we got into a conversation about some of the great um, some of the great concerts I've had the opportunity to participate in as a Master of Ceremonies, and the topic of the reunion of the Diaspora Yeshiva Band came up, and here's what happened. A recent live lunch for you on JM Rewind here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And now the answer to the question, my favorite, yes. my favorite MC job ever. Are you ready? I am. There's no drum roll? Favorite, no, there'll be plenty of drums. Favorite MC job ever. Here we go, everybody. Listen very carefully. I'll check out Miriam L. Wallach's reaction, and I'll report back to you if she's shocked at all by this development. 
How much do you want me to analyze that sentence, by the way? Because I can, can tell you. Can we just get I past? Can, for, can, can we just discuss for a second how? I mean, I can tell youngin you. is the. I mean, I could. Yeah, I know. My voice is a ten, ten times better. I know. I, I now would, it is. Then that. Yeah. I. I don't like young Nahum. It. Wow. Go back in time and tell him. Don't, don't be like, insulted. I don't like young Nahum. Um. That was young. It wasn't that young? But whatever. Younger. You want to see young? Go to November eleventh, nineteen eighty-three. Um, what year was this? By the way, I'm I knew this I... was going to be the answer. Oh, really? Of course it was, because you've tried to reunite them since I started this job. <laughs> but it would have to do something with diaspora. I could now, the way the way, <laughs> the way way we tend sometimes to analyze my wedding announcements, I can not, now tell Stop. you. Stop. We don't tend sometimes to analyze your wedding announcements. It's a whole six words, and we spend six hours on it, but go on. I could tell we you. We video it. I we could, analyze it. I could tell you why. This announcement sounds the way it does. Every single word of it. Like what was going on that it ended up coming out the way it did. Okay. Is that cool? I'll start with the last one. Listen carefully. See, I was under the impression yeah. that I wanted to really stretch it out. You can imagine, right? That's, and, it's, but, it's an unusual announcement for you. Correct. But when I got to Yeshiva, I said to myself, oh, no, I'm listening to the music. Oh, you thought they were picking it up rather quickly. I said, quickly. oh, no, and if he steps on me or I step on him, that Disaster. would be. And did you see how great the music started? Yes. That's an actual recording. That's not go into the studio and correct things afterwards. This is what it was at Carnegie Hall that night. This is the actual recording. And if you listen to those opening notes and how that band came together, I mean, boy, you talk about a- Wait a minute. Are you going to play it again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just- it, You're it was, welcome. It was simply remarkable. I'm listening. Listen to this right here. Listen to that. Is that unbelievable? Yeah, but then why didn't you start earlier? Oh, good I, question, Wallach. Well, I, I, oh. I believe I was told not to. Who produced that night? Ding. Get Ding on the phone. And that's where I panicked and said, I better get the last word out because I think they're about to start. But then, of course, they went another beat. You got to get Ding on the phone. Yeah? Yeah.
A perfectly placed thank you, by the way, by Avram Rosenblum. Perfectly oh, The whole placed. thing is perfect. Unbelievable. Anyway, you asked for Ding, right? Because we were discussing that night. I did. Ding is with us live via telephone. Ding, uh, good, uh, what are we at? Good morning here, and welcome to the Nahum Segal Network. Thank you very much. It, it, maybe it was overdubbed, and it really wasn't live. You oh, know? So, so I, thank you. But first of all, I, I just put my reputation on the line and said that that track was, in fact, the exact... Oh, oh, it's definitely live, but maybe the thank you was added, you know, in the studio. Why? Why would you do that? That doesn't make sense. Oh, he's, I think he's messing with you, and oh, you're I getting hope, angry with I him. Hope so, boy, I please hope try not to get angry with the guests on the air. I hope he's I, I do. I do have to admit that it, I, I'm going to tell you. I, I have no idea what this interview is about, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I must tell you that you know when we do a, 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 a studio, a, a concert recording, we bring in this truck, and the truck stands outside, and he got lots of wires and and cables and everything and you record the whole concert on different tracks, and uh, that's not what happened by this. That, I asked that is correct. correct. What, what, this, what believe it or not, was taken on what do you call those Walkman tape recorders? A cassette player. Right. $29, what you used to get. No and it was way. somebody that. sitting in, like, row P uh, of, in the middle of the center, and he just had it over there. It was a bootleg copy it of was the complete, concert? It was completely bootlegged, and, and it is all these years later. And yes, it was a a Walkman. It was a cassette player. Right. I and don't know. Bootleg is the right word. Bootleg would mean that it was taken without permission. In other words, oh, you sanctioned this. We, it was it happened to be somebody who I who I know who who asked me permission. Can I take my oh. tape recorder and and like I I didn't we didn't plan on 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 putting this out to the public. And then like the next day. Like, uh, he sent it to me, and I listened to it, and I said, it's great. I said, there's a bunch of mistakes. It's very hard to fix up something if it's not recorded, you know, in a studio. But we did take it. We took that cassette. We brought it over to uh, Newfound Sound in Manhattan, and we put it in. And 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 uh, we put it onto like a digital, um, you know, MP3 in those days, whatever it was called. And And we did... We, we did some fix-ups. There were you certain pu- fix-ups that we were able to do. You put it on a DAT. You put it on a DAT. Correct. You put it on a, on a DAT, and that was it. And, uh, that was um, so awful, right? Get it, get it right there. Dude. <laughs> now, one second. So one second. Are, yeah, wait, 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 one second. Okay. This, in, this conversation came about because I was asked the question, what was my favorite MC job ever? Oh, yes. Now, and you remember me that night. It, was, it, was, it, it was, may have been the only night I, I walked into a job not nervous on stage. It, it was also it was also the only time me as a producer 
ever decided to forget the backstage. Right. As soon as diaspora went on, as soon as you made that announcement, Correct. introducing them, I went to the. I had a, a one ticket that I saved for myself in, in the front row, and I sat there and I just enjoyed. Wow. It. And I and I broke one of my rules that night. I stood on the side of the stage and did not leave the stage for the performance, right. Right. which is was, a very bad. I mean, I I would never break that rule, but I said, "There's no way I am walking backstage <laughs> with this band there." Anyway. But, yes. but just to reiterate, right. the, the opening track we just heard is, I mean, I don't want, I don't want to give the impression. I, 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 Which was? I didn't hear. Piscally with my intro. Right, okay, I, right. I, I, I'm staking my reputation on the fact that that's how it sounded that night. You can say that is how it sounded right. there's nothing, when you, when you have it and it was recorded on a seat, there's nothing that you could take off. Right. You could only add. Correct. So, right. for instance, I'll give you an example of what I was talking about here, and you'll, right. you'll hear it in a second. When you hear the full band sound, Completely, you know, uh, uh, you know, crash into the first, you know, into the opening right. song. That's right. that's real. That's real. Then after this, oh, here we go. And I was just telling everybody here that I was uh, I, that the re- that the reason I rushed the last words because I thought that Avram was about to start singing. Uh, and, and of course, it, it didn't. Right. It, it could have been an even better introduction, but that's right. what happened. So, in other words, what we, what we did add, like what you, what could have been added afterwards, would again, you can't take away anything. But but let's say let's say for some reason or another, uh, Ruby Harris's violin didn't cut through. So, right. like he could go into the studio and he could play it and overdub over, it right over the over the original one, and then it would sound it would sound more. And also, like you say, that ending with the thank you, right. It could be. I don't remember what no it was. No way. There's no. Why would an artist afterwards decide to throw in a thank you? It doesn't make sense. No, just in, in the Let's say he didn't say thank you that night, right? right. And, and we wanted it to sound, mm. you know, really, you know. First live. of all, first of all, I would right. argue. Right. I would argue. What was it, 1995? What year was it? 98? Uh, um, no. No, because it was. Uh, it was a couple of weeks after I got. It would be 91. 91. No? Right. I would argue right. that I remember him saying thank you on stage. Yeah, no, again, I didn't. I just said that it could be. <laughs> like, I, I'll tell you what was re- there was one song, the, the English song, that was recorded from scratch. That was completely not live. Well, if I were you, I'd have left it off the whole CD then. If I were oh. you, <laughs> oh, should I tell that to AB? Or? No, I know, oh, I know, oh, I, I, oh. I know it's an AB song, but come on, you have the entire, you have the entire diaspora catalog, and that's what I'm. It's like going to a Billy Joel concert and hearing know, surprises. The, 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 the evening was for Sharush, it was for Russian. Ah, good point. And, and, good point. And, and good point. So the reunion oh. was for Russian Jews, right? Oh boy, I got to be careful. Ding. Good point. Very good. Good Very call, good. ding. Yeah. Um, Every I, once in a while, he needs to be put in his place, Ding. Yeah, and you certainly got <laughs> there. There we one. go. So, if you, you look, how many times do you think you and I have been backstage at a concert together? 50, uh, 60, 70, something like that? Right. That you, you would argue that this There's was. There's a lot of arguing going on. You, by the way. You, would, you would argue this is the happiest you ever saw me backstage, right? Uh, oh, for sure. And, and it, it was. Uh, I can't. You know, we always have this question. We've had it before. You know, was this the greatest? It was definitely in the top three. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I I always you know definitely in the top three that we that I was ever at. But then and, what uh, could have been in numbers slots one and two? Oh, I could give you I mean, one and two. Yeah, well, we know. We, we, I think we spoke about this. And, you know, I mean, there was. You know, we had the. We, I got to say that the, the the first half concert. Right, um, you know, was definitely up there, and and uh, and then the Rabbi Sons. Right, mm-hmm. the meaning the reunion of the Rabbi Sons. Right, right. which I think I emceed also. I think I was the emcee of that one. 
and uh, and that was uh, that was a big moment. I don't think though compared to this one. I don't think either of those compared to this one. Just the the energy. Also, there's another thing. You know what? It was totally, totally different. And I'll tell you the the difference. What, by the diaspora, there was such the way it was electrifying. There right. was so there was such a uh, um, like uh, you know uh, it's hard to you, electrifying. I don't know yeah. how you how do you but, describe electrifying. But it's not just that. It's also every single person in the audience right was anticipating something together. Like it, right. it was such a big moment right. for those who had waited so, so, nine so, years. So, so, so on, the, on the other side, in the, in the Rabbi Sons, it was really the exact same thing, but differently. It was a nostalgia to these right. people. The, the the audience of the diaspora at that point were all the people that Correct. went to, to Israel. Correct. They were the re- let the man talk. They were the real diaspora Would you let addicts. The man talk <laughs> for a second. But he's right. He's and right. Then the rabbi sons was the rabbi sons was the same people. Right. A little bit older. All the people that love Rabbi Chait and love Rabbi Shoffman and and, right. and 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 everybody else and Michael Shalom and, and Yitzi and 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 so it was it was it was you know at the end of the rabbi sons concert. Um, I went back to the dressing room and gotcha. It must have been about 40 minutes uh, I left. And then I went outside. It was in Carnegie Hall on 57th Street. And when I left, there must have been about six, 700 people standing outside and singing Rabbi Sun songs. I love it. Right. I love it. I was long gone by then. <laughs> right. <laughs> But but so you know funny. what and and then and and you know I I gotta say one more thing yeah. and if you have time yeah, is yeah. that the, the, the both of them the, both of them had the people on stage the people who performed was so, are such special people that the people in the audience understood that and they knew it I mean you know the rabbi sons rabbis and 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 all great people I mean how you know Barry Trade one of the most talented people I ever met in my life, right? And 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 great people and and and, and then the rabbi and then the diaspora, these people, they were all not religious. And they right. all ended up somehow in a yeshiva in four walls and took their religion so seriously and till today. Till yep. today. Every single one of them. Yep. They they're all they're all great people. And they're some all- of them had overcome Massive challenges sure, at, the, at the beginning sure. of their uh, of their Jewish uh, Renaissance. Amazing, right? And you know, you know, the, their their Balchuva, you know, was a little bit more, uh, you know, you know, what's the word? You know, a little bit more unconventional. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. And um, well but, played. But they're, they're, they're unbelievable people. They're unbelievable people. Uh, I think everyone realized that the diaspora was greater than the sum of its parts. And it's, uh, you know, it's one of the reasons I've had this desire to recreate that night. But as I get older and older, I realize it's not going to be possible. Because no matter what, you think you can recreate magic like that, it's humanly impossible. But uh, whatever. We, uh, we'll try, I guess, at some point. Uh, I, I also think that the, the, there was some, amongst I mean, the talent, there was some... I mean, not some, a lot of Seattle Dishmaya that just made it such an unbelievable evening. And, yeah. and the, the thanks goes to you, Nachum, also. I mean, without that intro, I mean, it would have... <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, he wasn't so good that night. It's, it, set, <laughs> it set the tone for the evening. At least you're a believer that I did a good job that evening. There's someone sitting here who thinks it was an awful intro. I don't so think it was you. awful, but I've heard many... i got to say, I'm sorry to, you know, this time I, I will definitely stick up for him. Oh, dang! Thank you. I was, how far was I away for you? Three inches away from me when you did it? Basically, right? yeah. And it was and, just remarkable. It was such right, a great feeling. right. 
And 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 I nothing, I know when you're faking and when you're real, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you something else. When I said long-awaited reunion, it was right. it was not just that. Uh, it what? It it was. Avram Rosenblum's online too. Are you being serious? I, I swear. Online too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Avram, is oh, that you? Thank you, you Avram. No, Ding, don't ding, go. Ding, don't go anywhere. Oh, no, I say I'm okay. Avram, are you there? I'm here. You know, I'm relaxing in Florida, and I'm getting all these messages from people telling me that you guys are sitting around and talking. Oh, oh my, my God. gosh. It's a live watch. You never know what's going to happen. I cannot believe you're on the phone. Oh, this is fun. But this conversation started, and Ding is on with us. This conversation started because Miriam asked me live on the air what uh, my m- number one MC job ever was. Knowing what the answer would yeah, be. And she claimed she knew the answer oh, before come she, on. <laughs> before she asked it. And it turned out, Avram, that it was this one. Hang on one second. Don't move. Don't move. What a sound. Wow. Avram, do you, do, you, do you get that? Do you get that moment when the band just explodes at the beginning of that? Not only that, we uh, you, you sounded so much younger then. <laughs> All righty, we'll, we'll, limit, we'll limit his time on the air as well. <laughs> but do you do you hear that moment when the band just explodes with that sound? Let me tell you, that was the most exciting night of my life. No way. No way. No way. Because I was waiting my whole life to play Carnegie Hall. Are you kidding? (laughs) Good point. Good point. Wow. Anyway, so let me, so I'll just, I'll just say this and wrap it up. Firstly, I always, I always give kudos to Ding. Ding made that whole thing happen and I will forever be grateful because that was a moment again. I'll never forget it. You know, and, and, but as far as that thank you, was concerned. Uh-huh. Everybody has, uh-huh. has brought to my. Everybody brought it to my attention. Uh-huh. Being you and I, being you and I, know when that happened. I'm not sure. I really not. Don't tell no, me. You, 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 you made me do it on an overdub. <gasps> so Are I was you right. Somehow in the back of my mind, I, I, I kind Are of remember you that. And I, and I, serious. Yeah, I mean, you would never, you could never tell. I mean, but no, it was, it was mixed great, you know. But the, yeah, you asked me to do it on no job, and of course, why not? You know, why? Just, why would you, know, you need it? Why there? are you yelling at the guests? Because I'm completely frustrated <laughs> now. You're yelling at the guests. My world has been turned There's upside down. Your whole down. childhood is gone today. Okay. Why would you need it? Why would you ask him to do a thank you at the end of the first track? I, don't I get guess it. because I, I guess because. You know when you when you're when you're sitting in an audience, and and the song is over, and you, my head said that he's going to say thank you, <laughs> and 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 he probably didn't, which which he confirmed now. And, well, I remember and, him doing it. Right? And when I was in the studio, I said, you know, why not? Let's let's just add the word thank you. Like let's just make it. You know, you know. Wow. Hey, Avram. Every every one of you guys was on fire that night. You agree with that, right? I will. I will say that the one element, obviously, that was missing a couple of years ago when we did Hask, you know, was Ben Sion's banjo playing. Right. I really, I really missed it very much. Uh, you know, Ruby did a nice little job there, but you know, but Ruby's you know still more of a fiddle player, and uh, that those opening riffs on the banjo were definitely missed. So, uh, but it was a, it was a great night back in the when was it ninety two? Yeah, unbelievable. So, uh, 
I went to a wedding. One second. I went to a wedding in Baltimore a few months ago. Uh, Michael Zalewski's uh, child was married off. And me and Avram sat down and we had a talk. And Mm -hmm. uh, we we just kind of came to the the conclusion that 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 whole era was such a yeah. such a special time and you know for 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 Jews all around i mean that, that's it we we don't we we, no, we I know take what you're saying yeah. let me let me tell you every every musical act of that era whether it was you know the in our genre or whether it was in the mainstream genre everybody was a Kiddish. everybody right. and right. david was a Kiddish, fried you're was right. a Kiddish, we were a Kiddish, madama was a Kiddish. i mean go up and down the line right. it was you know it was like our it was the Jewish equivalent of the 60s, in a sense. But let know? me stop. i got to stop and say one thing. You're 100% right, but there was something else that that thing. The, these people, the people that you just mentioned, including yourself and including the rabbi's sons and the Mordechai ben David, sure. you, you people took the music and brought it into homes, but it, it wasn't just for the music. It was for Kirov. It was for Chesed. How many hospitals did, did these people go to and how many people became religious because of this music and how many people and so look I you know I'm very listen you know what there's no doubt that you know it it was an entire Torah renaissance that was taking place and we and we were all you know moving through it we were moved by it we were all inspired by it it wasn't commercial it was Lishma it really that's it that's the word that's the word that was Lishma Wow was. Gentlemen, I cannot thank you enough. You never know I can't what's tell gonna you happen. what a pleasure it was. You made my day. Oh. I love you guys. I love you all. Same here. I'm well. You've, ma- you've made everybody bye bye. You, you've made our day. I can tell you that much. And listen, here's the thank you coming up. Oh. It's impossible to believe that that was done afterwards. It sounds so perfect. Okay, and well, I remember it happening on stage. Okay? okay, I don't care what those two guys said. I just want to say, I just want to say that you're welcome for bringing this up in the first place. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. I'll say yes. Thank you can you. say thank you, just like he said it. Thank uh, you. But I, you're welcome. Yes. That, uh, anyway. Wow. How do you top this hour in the second hour? I don't know. All I don't I, know. Pollock's got to buy lunch. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Where's lunch Pollock. already? Yoni Pollock, Mister. You have lunch already? Oh no, he's gonna I, bring out a can of fruit. I hope he's bringing he's out. He's gonna the, bring out a can of fruit. I hope he's fruit. bringing out the large chocolate bar. I hope. Oh no! Bring, yeah, he oh, is. he is. <laughs> he's bringing out the large chocolate bar. Yes, that that was Yoni's gift to Nachum for his birthday. Um. Oh, we should make rice in your rice cooker <gasps> that you got for your birthday. Great idea. Okay. Anybody have any raw rice? Seth Gordon. He does. No, he doesn't have raw. He goes to the sushi place and picks it up. All in that snow. Um, wow, that was a great whole, I can't believe that whole thing just happened in the first hour thing. That was unbelievable. Do you think that's going to get in JM Rewind? Maybe. Yeah, Taka. a great idea. Taka. Uh, thank you to Avram Rosenblum. Big thanks to Ding, who uh, was no- was in a noticeably great mood the moment we brought up that <laughs> night, to say right. the least. And by the way, you could also hear the affection in everybody's oh, voice. It was such an unbelievable era. This, is one of those, this was one of those moments on the air where I was happy not to participate and just to listen. <laughs> Except when I felt that I needed to reprimand you for yelling at the guests. Well, I am going to now make it up to you. Because I have chosen what I think your favorite song would have been that night from the reunion. You are deciding what my favorite... Yes, and I've queued it up. Okay. This is the song... This is a bit presumptuous on your part. Why? I know your your diaspora leanings. Okay. 
I know your leanings when it comes to diaspora music. Oh, so you're playing? Okay. So okay. Here we go. You're playing Kunstler's cover. No, I'm playing. Okay, from, I'm. Look how angry you I just am, got at me. I am playing. And Yoni's eating your chocolate, and I'm getting dirty eyes. I am playing this from the diaspora reunion from the early '90s. One listener says '95. Avram said '92. Ding said '91. Is the app blowing up? By the way. What I don't understand is sh- I should have a poster here from that concert. Hmm, it should be hanging on the wall here somewhere. It's next to your uh, certificate for being the lion tamer that you were during the... Uh... The word is ringleader. Should right. Oh, we could do that at hour number two. We'll ask Dig about me being the ringleader. And, was he part of that he also? He was. He made sure I was the ringleader in Philly for Ringling Brothers. So. How did he get that gig? Oh, come on. Ding, you got to call back. Ding the king? He Ding, got, we're not done with you yet. You got to call back. He got the gig. All right, here we go. Diaspora from way back in the early 90s. The reunion. The reunion, the first performance after November 11th, 1983. Or December, maybe December Okay, 11th. Okay, just play the track. December 11th, 1983. Play the track. You ready? Yes. Here we go.
Into hour number two here at the Nahum Siegel Network Thursday Live Lunch. Uh, hour number one dominated by our conversation of the Diaspora Reunion from years back. And I thank both Ding, and, of Sookie and Ding, uh, who produced that uh, historic evening, and Avram Rosenblum, the great lead singer of the Diaspora Yeshiva Band, for joining us. That was quite a conversation and really a great look back at one of the most amazing moments in uh, Jewish music history, I would say. Certainly Ding and Avram Rosenblum agreed with that, no question about it. That was our conversation about the Diaspora Yeshiva Band reunion as we were joined by uh, both Ding and Avram Rosenblum in a very special live lunch recently on the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, Batya Jacob joined us uh, on JM in the AM recently to discuss the North American Inclusion Month. Uh, she, of course, from Yachad. Um, and here is uh, my conversation with Batya Jacob on JM Rewind here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Wednesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Batya Jacob is with us live via telephone. She is the director of the Educational Support Services for Yachad. You might be familiar with the fact that uh, now is National American Inclusion Month, the month of February. And there are plenty of ways uh, to include your synagogue, your school, your institution, or your community uh, in uh, Naim, in National American Inclusion Month. You can contact the uh, Yachad, you could speak with Batya, actually you could uh, interact with her by email, Batya J, that's uh, initial J at OU.org, Batya J at OU.org. Batya Jacob, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nam. It's so good to be here again. A pleasure to be, uh, a pleasure to speak with you. A uh, lot of interesting things going on. Let's start with the 100 Synagogue Challenge. Uh, I know when you guys in the past have challenged synagogues to pay more attention to the area of inclusion, you've usually been very successful. Why launch a 100 synagogue challenge at this point? 
We made the decision that we wanted to um, not broadly challenge every synagogue in America because what happens is then every synagogue assumes that another one is doing it. (laughs) And it's it's really the truth. So we earmarked specific synagogues. We actually first went to our chapter directors around the country and Canada, and we asked them to find two synagogues that they are working with and two synagogues that they've never worked with before and challenge them to do something for inclusion on that first Shabbat of February, which we call Shabbat Yachad. We then went to other synagogues that we have relationships with um, and synagogues from communities that we kind of cold called and said, um, nothing happened in Ashkash. We'd really like to do a program there. How many, synago- and- how many synagogues ended up participating? About 184. So you far exceeded the expectation, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Once people got wind of it, everybody was calling and wanted to be part of this inclusion Shabbat. It's amazing how some of the synagogues have, well, so many of them have responded to your call. Uh, it says yeah. here, it says in my notes that when the rabbis have spoken, of course, that's one of the features of uh, a, a Shabbat that uh, speaks of inclusion is to have the rabbis address the synagogue on the on this issue. They distributed tefillah marks for Sidurim to participate in congregations. What is, I assume it's a bookmark. What's a, what's a, a, a specifically a tefillah mark? So we um, got this idea two years ago. We said so many of us um, who are typical governors have a hard time following the tefillah. Um, I like to say that we go the way Masamini and they have it in 18 minutes in the morning. And um, I have a hard time following it, figuring out, okay, look, I need to be a Shema now. I need to be a Shema answering. So somebody who has a learning disability, a challenge, um, somebody who's hearing impaired, whatever their challenge might be, is going to have even more of an issue. To give them a bookmark only works um, you know, a, a regular bookmark that says Shema, page 12, only works in that particular sitter. So what we created were these magnetic, two-sided magnets that have the name of the tequila on them. Oh. They're color-coded, and basically you take this, you put it into your sitter, whatever sitter you're using, no matter what shul you're in or temple uh, or school, and it immediately gives you the place of that tequila. All you have to do is look for that color-coded mark at the top of your page. So it's sort of custom-made for each sitter without worrying about which sitter people are using. Right. It's, it will be confused to any sitter anywhere. Are those available um, to the public? Is that something that you guys distribute to people? We distributed 5,000 of them this year, sets. Um, right now we have we have two sets that are available. One is Shmash, Monesre, and Alenu. Um, that set's actually going to be reprinted for next year's Na'im because we have about three of those sets left. Um, and the second set is Ashrei, Yishtabach, and Baruch And that set, we do have some still available. Batya Jacob and, is with us live via telephone, Director of Educational Support Services for Yachad. And what do people do? Can they contact you to get a hold of those for their congregation or not? They can contact me. We do not charge for them. It's a free service. Um... And they're happy to send them out. The uh, email address, Batya J, B-A-T-Y-A-J, at OU.org. Speaking about National American Inclusion Month, Batya Jacob, 
of Yachad with us uh, via telephone. Uh, you continue. I'm just go- going through some of the things that you've done uh, to uh, specifically address February as National Inclusion Month. You're continuing to offer speakers, expert speakers, on a variety of topics regarding inclusion throughout the U.S. and Canada. That's a program that you're uh, continuing to uh, uh, to do for congregations and for groups around the country. Correct. And one thing I want to say is that February is the month that's been earmarked for National Inclusion Month. It really doesn't stop next Tuesday. It goes on throughout the year. So if you have a congregation that would like a scholarly residence, that would like a Yachat program, um, we are very happy to do this at any time of the year to work with your school. Our goal is to have it become National Inclusion Life. Um, we want it to be a program that exists throughout the year and stop being a program that actually just the way of how we view every member of the Jewish community. No, oh, I agree with that. Uh, we read about your Tubishvat programs and the Tubishvat Seders that were certainly inclusive, and how some of your uh, uh, young people are dealing with um, with the issue of inclusion on social media. Your high school leadership program actually asks people to post every day what they're doing for inclusion. You must be seeing some interesting results uh, from the question of what young people are doing to include others with challenges in their lives. One of the big things that we've heard is our young people are saving seats at their table during lunch. Right. So that if they see somebody who's sitting by themselves, if they see somebody who has a challenge, whether it's a physical challenge, whether it's an educational challenge, whether it's a mental health challenge, they go out of their way and invite them to join their social group. Um, that's been a big push. I think maybe half of the... Uh, high schoolers have posted that up. Um, high schoolers have posted things like go over to somebody in synagogue who might not be finding their sitter. Go up to an elderly person, reach out to them, call them on Arab Shabbat. So our young people are giving us such wonderful ideas of how to include everybody within the community. And finally, you know, Purim's right around the corner. You alluded to the fact that Naim is going to continue way after February and certainly in the month of Adar. Uh, last year, we were enthralled by the fact that uh, your interactive presentation of the Megillah, the Purim PowerPoint, was in over 700 congregations on five continents on this globe. I would assume that that program is again available to the public, and it's probably going to be utilized worldwide. Absolutely. Um, we have, what we've done is we've taken the Megillah, we've put it English and Hebrew side by side on a disc with a PowerPoint program, and it works in conjunction conjunction with the Chazan who's reading. So some you project the disc onto into onto a screen in the front of the synagogue and somebody follows with the mouse. The mouse becomes that bouncing ball on the screen to show people where the place is. And when you get to Haman, you have um, different computer graphics, things like an English body chasing Haman or Haman spinning in a... <laughs> Um, dryer that comes up to stamp out the name of Hamas. Uh, we also have the sukim that are repeated in a different color, another way to signal that something different is happening. Uh, we found that we really developed it for the heart of hearing, and we found that so many people um, benefited from it, people who were having trouble focusing, individuals who were having visual issues because the words are bigger on the screen, 
kids, adults, everybody became engaged. So last year we had over 700 synagogues and temples. Um, we missed Antarctica because we still have not found a million there. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, we actually have it in an army base, in the a U.S. Army base, but I can, I'm not allowed to disclose where it is other than it's in Asia because the chaplain contacted me and said, you know, I have people that are not disabled, but they can't read Hebrew, and this might be a great way to engage them for a forum. So it has this amazing universal appeal and benefit for people. It is, the disc is free of charge. All you have to do is email me with the name of the synagogue um, and the name of, and the address phone number, and I will send it out in the mail to you. It's the Purim PowerPoint interactive presentation of the Megillah. Again, it's being used around the world. It's another unique uh, tool that's being uh, distributed by the folks at Yachad. Batya Jacobs, Director of the Educational Support Services at Yachad, and reminds us that February is North American Inclusion Month, and... um, and, um, uh, and she also reminds us that uh, the inclusion uh, topic goes on even after the month of February ends. Information, you can email Batya, and certainly about any of the uh, free items that you want to take advantage of for your school, school organization, etc. Batya J, or your army base, Batya J at OU.org, B-A-T-Y-A-J at OU.org. Batya, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. It's good to speak to you and have a wonderful rest of the year and a wonderful program. Greatly appreciate that to you as well. More coming up. That was my conversation with Batya Jacob as we discuss North American Inclusion Month, and I thank her very much. And I thank you for listening to this edition of JM Rewind. Keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network for plenty more, and thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Nahum Siegel, and this is the Nahum Siegel Network.